Today we're going to talk about, I guess if I gave it a headline or a chapter title, it would be called Head Gumbo. Now, so we're going to go back to uh, the days of Hurricane Katrina. 2005. Very good. August 29, 2005, huge storm swirls through the Gulf of Mexico. It actually doesn't even make landfall in New Orleans. The problem here is the failure of our levees. The storm hits in Mississippi, but it comes in from a northern point, breaks all the levees from Lake Pontchartrain into the city. Everybody leaves, most everybody leaves. Your home is destroyed. Um, my home isn't, but my family is sequestered elsewhere. And I come back into the city and it's a really surrealistic environment in those days after the storm. I got here six days after it and there's no electricity. There's, um, there's no anything. There's hardly any people. The cops have even split. And so, there's a, there's a weird culture of those among us. Then, don't forget this. Three weeks later came Hurricane Rita, and and with that, this the, the city was mandatorily evacuated. So at that point, it was approximated that that there were probably five hundred people in the city, mm-hmm. and I'm going to introduce you to two of those people. Uh, other than me, who were here. I am ready. And, <laughs> and that was Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. Uh, quick background on them. Zach Bowen was actually a, uh, a military veteran. Zach Bowen uh, was a former and uh, legitimately discharged military policeman. He served in Kosovo. He served in Iraq. He had a couple of fancy um, awards. The NATO medal. Hmm. Do you know what that is? You're a veteran. Don't have one. Uh, The presidential unit citation. Missing that. Okay. Well, you ain't know Zach Bowen. Anyway, he also had two kids on the West Coast, but he ended up here in New Orleans after the storm, and he meets Addie. They're both bartenders, and they fall in love. They are living at 820 North Rampart Street. Shacking up. Uh, above a place, and surely this has no connection to the story, but above a place called the Voodoo Spiritual Shop. It's a cool little place, actually. Yeah. And very appropriate for what happened. So anyway, Zach and Addie, they actually become sort of local celebrities. Because if you have a, a town with only 500 people in it, but you have like 5,000 journalists. Yep. 
they're looking for people to talk to. But yeah. they can't talk to me, so now you're down to four ninety nine because I'm a journalist. And they kind of became local celebrities. Um, they used to sit out on Rampart Street uh, drinking. They were mm, imbibers. So we said, addicts, not that there's anything wrong with that. But so they used to sit out there and Addie became Were famous. Were you not doing exactly the same thing? Uh, at that's that why time? I wasn't judging. On a porch? I, I wasn't. With the bottle? I wasn't judging. Okay. Okay. So uh, Addie, be, they, they became most notorious because when the police would drive by, Addie, they were sitting out front on, on Rampart Street in front of the voodoo shop, and she was very well known for flashing the cops. Okay. Doing, showing. Keeping it light. Showing your wits. Yep. So they ended up on the front page of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there weren't that many people to interview here, and they were sitting out on the sidewalk, so they became actually quite well known. And uh, they sound colorful. So, you know, they met through bar culture. Uh, they both came from, shall we say, troubled lifestyles. Um, I, I, I don't... Is she from here? No, neither of them. Neither of them are from here. They both drift here as drifters mm-hmm. do. Uh, but they both arrived before Katrina, but they stayed for it. So anyway, they get together before the storm comes. They stay. Now, there's a lot of literature about them. If you guys want to Google Zach and Addie, there's a book about them. There's a documentary about them. There's a, a movie about them. So they um, were described as... And this is a direct quote I've heard so many times. Arguing a lot. Okay. Word. <laughs> yeah, not that you can relate. I feel you, Addy. <laughs> I wonder if he rubbed his feet together when she was trying to sleep. Shrimp and grits in a Worcestershire reduction. Black and red fish topped with a crawfish pepper cream sauce. Fresh, juicy burgers on brioche buns. Are you hungry yet? Well, come get your munch on at The Munch Factory in Gentilly. Find us at www.themunchfactory.net or on Instagram at The Munch Factory. The storm is August 29th. Time goes by and things get tense as things would do when you are cooped up. Isolated with someone. Isolated. For weeks and weeks. Okay, that's 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 totally out of context. Stop that. That's out of context. So the storm is August 29th. And they're cooped up. There are no businesses open. There's not a lot going on. They're sitting out on the sidewalk day after day. Addie is flashing her tits at the driving by cops. They end up on the front page of the New York Times. They become somewhat of a local celebrity and sensation. But somewhere along the line, things went, what direction? South. Very, very They went south. South. Anybody knows how it can be to be cooped up with somebody and there's no other vibrant life around you, no businesses, you've just got each other and you're cooped up in a place, there's no electricity, 
There's nothing. So, apparently, who knows? But apparently, something went really south. Zach is discovered on October 12th at 8.30 p.m. So that's what, six weeks into it? Anyway, there's, there's video of this man pacing manically on the rooftop of the Royal Orleans Hotel. There's video that shows All alone, us, back and forth. All alone, just a guy pacing, and he goes and he looks over the rooftop down to the street. Like he's going to be a jumper? Pacing. Is well, he, he... Contemplative? No, he's not contemplative. He jumps. Oh, well, then it seems he was, in fact, contemplative. Yes. And he he followed through. So there there is video oh, to show that this guy... Of the jumping? The pacing. Okay, but not of the actual jumping. I... I don't know. I'm well, that would sure suck for you could go, in, go into his, the dark, no, go into the dark not. web. I hope it's not. There's lots. He, he, this guy pacing, pacing, pacing. He jumps. So that evening at 8:30 p.m., police discover a body on the roof of the parking lot of the Royal Orleans Hotel. I thought he jumped off the roof. Of the hotel. Oh, onto a roof. On, yeah, from a roof to a roof. So, we've got a body smashed on a parking lot roof. Oddly enough, the body has a note attached. Literally. Um, like pinned? Yeah, what, are they, what do you call those pins? A pin. Safety pin. To his shirt. And it says this. Today is... Monday, 16 October, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, 5 October. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. Ew. I didn't contact any of my family, so that'll explain the shock. This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one I took. Every last one of these aspects I failed at. Hence, the 24 cigarette burns. One for each year of my existence. Now, let me explain to you the 28 cigarette burns. He was 28 years old. 24 is what that said. But you meant 28 Uh, because you said However many years. Yes, it's 28. No, hence the 28 cigarette burns. So anyway, they find this guy, and it also, um, it says, I killed her, and it leaves an address, which would be 826 North Rampart Street. And the note says, halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing, the decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B. The crime scene you are now about to see came after a while. I scared myself, not only by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known forever how horrible a person I am. And parentheses, read that. 
ask anyone. Oh, that's sad. So they find him, and you don't have to be, you know, from law and order to think, maybe we should go to 826 Rampart Street. Yes. And they do. So you got a dead guy on a rooftop, parking lot roof, with, with a weird a very note. Long note. A, a really long. I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah, that was just some of it. So uh, obviously, you don't have to be a real good detective to think we should probably go there. They go there, and um, they break in because there's nobody, you know, on the premises, and everything's locked up. The it's sixty degrees inside. The air okay. conditioning is up. Good and, thinking. And they go in, and here's where it gets you know. dicey. Interesting term. Did you know where I was going with this? No. All right. Yes, dicey. Probably smelled awful. Well, no, that's why it was sixty degrees. Right, but after a week. All right. Well, they walk in. Yes, it has been. Uh, over a week, and the police walk in, and they find Addie, the woman who Zach has attested to Strangling. murdering in some nefarious purpose in some strange way, but what happened? Let's go see. And they walk in. Well, here's Addie. Um, her head is in a, a, a pot. What are those big pots? Like make a stew in. Stew pot, let's call it That's what I call mine. Yeah, her head was in a pot. Her hands and feet were in a frying pan. Her arms and legs were in a roasting pan in the oven, which was still on. Wait, how do you fit a leg in a roasting pan? You cut it up into small pieces. And uh, uh, her torso was in the refrigerator. There was... Uh, paint on the walls telling much the same words uh, that I, I said, I am a loser. Paint or blood I, paint? No, not no, not blood. Actual. It wasn't Manson. It was okay. actually spray paint. Okay. I am a failure, it said in spray paint. And um, next to the pot on the oven, which was still on and cooking, were diced carrots and potatoes. Incredibly. So he appeared to be making a gumbo. There, oh, also seasonings. There was filet, uh, carrots, was there okra? potato. It d- wasn't dude, gumbo. He's not from here. Uh, okay. He didn't. You I'm know, just saying. He doesn't know his shit. All right. Stew. That sounds like head stew. stew. Okay. Like that's certainly is balm. To the soul. No, it's awful. It's the worst. For one, who hears this story. Does someone live there now? Interesting you ask that. Uh, the apartment is not lived in because the voodoo shop down below is now a haunted 
history type tour okay. place. They will give you a tour. You can go look at the oh, oven. But it's been cleaned up and stuff. Like I'm guessing it walls. doesn't smell like a no, dead No, I mean, did head. they cover the paint on the walls? Did I, do, they... I, do, I don't know. That would be for our listeners and for us to discern for ourselves. I'm but not going to be discerning I, I do know, you know, <laughs> I, I, I do know that they That's give horrific. tours through there. Like like horrific. like giving tours through the, do they give tours to the Manson? His poor children. This story is still very, very sensitive because they still have many many friends yeah, I'm who sure. live in the neighborhood That's and awful. they are and they are vehement when tour guides come by I'm sure and point to the house and say this is where the it head is gumbo mad was. disrespectful to give tours of that apartment for real Oh, well, yes. That's, Some groups give the actual so tour, but even outside the building. And I may be guilty of this in my true crime tours. And might once or twice have pointed the building and said, what happened there? But I understand what happened the there. Story. I don't think you need to go in there and gawk at at the place that she died. I think that's... I wonder if the pot's still That's icky. No, that's that's really icky. Yeah. Well... I don't want to use harsh language, but icky. That's pretty strong. Yeah. That's pretty strong. So that's the story of Zach and Ed. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans podcast. New Orleans is a Get It Girl production starring Chris Rose and Janelle, produced by Robin Flannery, with editing and music by Max Moran. Tired of listening to the same old playlist day after day? Well, you've come to the right place. Relax and enjoy the refreshing new sounds from Bubble Bath Records. Featuring original music from 20 incredible underground artists, Bubble Bath has the cure for your mundane music blues. To hear more, follow us on social media and visit us online at our website or on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music. Remember, friends, stay bubbly.